Ocala, Florida. Name the horse capital of the world. Its humid subtropical climate means the surface underfoot is more often than not Kentucky bluegrass, never blue ice. The Silver River runs just outside of town, but it has never taken that shade to be skated on. And yet the city has produced three meddling speed skaters at these games. They join an even larger faction of Floridians thriving in the negative temperatures of Beijing. So as athletes begin to leave the Olympic villages, let's look at those who are returning to a rather unexpected hub for medals in 2022. Because it would appear the Sunshine State is as good a place as any to start a cool journey to winter greatness. From NBC Sports, this is The Podium, a podcast about the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympic Games. I'm your host, Lauren Shahadi, coming to you every day from the ground with a unique angle on the performances that are carving what's possible on ice and snow. The southernmost state in the Union is where six of Team USA's finest winter athletes got their start. All of them slide into the 2022 Winter Games perched on blades over ice. In fact, Floridians make up an overwhelming majority of the long track speed skating team. A full third of the faces on the big ice grew up kissed by the rays of that 30th parallel sun. We spoke to three Ocala products, Aaron Jackson, Brittany Bowe, and Joey Mantia, who will bring back a respective gold and two bronzes from their Olympic campaign to figure out just what they put in that town's water. Ocala, Florida seems to be the uh, mecca for winter speed skating Olympians. Um, I don't know what's in the water, but I know the common denominator is a speed skating coach named Renee Hildebrand. Joey Mantia continues to lead for the United States, and they have eaten up so much ground on the Dutch. One lap. leads, and now here comes Erin Jackson. Came up in inline skating in Ocala, Florida, where she was always near the top of the world in the sprint distances. After watching her friends skate at the 2014 games, Brittany Bowe and Joey Mantia. Ocala, Florida on the final bend. Brittany Bowe closing hard, and Brittany Bowe has an Olympic medal. It's bronze for Bowe. Brittany Bowe, long track speed skating, bronze medal, 1,000 meter. Aaron Jackson, long track speed skating, gold medal. Joey Mantia, long track speed skating, bronze medal in the team pursuit. Ocala crew, I want to go deep into your roots. And you say it's no coincidence that this Central Florida city produced three medals at these Winter Games. I'd love to know about Renee Hildebrand because her reputation precedes her. Yeah, I just think she's a great coach. And, you know, I don't think there's any coincidence that the amount of talent has come from inline is mostly from her club. And still not only good values in her skaters and just was always motivational and, and uh, very technically driven and just built a good foundation for us to all grow up on. To be able to produce three Olympians from, from the Sunshine State from Ocala, Florida is pretty remarkable. 
Rene is an amazing individual. She loves inline speed skating. She loves her athletes. Um, all of us got into inline skating on Team Florida when we were really young, eight, nine, ten years old. And she instilled in us a very hard work ethic um, and very high expectations from the very beginning. Um, her intensity is unmatched. And I think um, with all three of us being in such a competitive, intense, but fun atmosphere for so many years really gave us the platform to be successful with whatever we chose to do in life, honestly. Take me back to inline. When you say inline, you mean skating with wheels, right? Right, yeah. So I've been on roller skates for pretty much my whole life, and roller skating will always be like my first love. Um, but unfortunately, like the inline speed skating is not an Olympic sport. So it's kind of common for the inline speed skaters to kind of um, cross over to ice if they want to take that next step. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. I'm still having a hard time picturing what inline skating looks like. Is it indoors? Is it outdoors? Paved surface or, or banked wood almost? The answer is yes. <laughs> it's everything. It's whatever you want it to be, basically. That's what's so amazing about inline speed skating is it's not inaccessible. Long track speed skating is perhaps the most inaccessible sport on the planet, meaning you need a 400 meter sheet of ice to do it. It's like that and bobsled. You know, it's like if you want to do these sports, you have to seek them out in a place. You have to move there. Inline speed skating, you buy a pair of skates and pretty much skate wherever you are. Yeah, so inline speed skating is a world championship event and a Pan American event sport. Um, growing up, we skate indoors, which is literally just at your local skating rink, which is typically a wooden surface, or we compete outdoor on cement or asphalt or some type of track. And that's what I loved about the sport, uh, just being so free. And uh, it's fun. The culture is way different, too. With it not being a time trial sport, more pack style with inline speed skating, people aren't as uptight. And, I, and it's just a weird culture to come to the ice from that world. And everybody is so driven by their own, uh, I don't want to say own ambitions, but you're just so to yourself because you have to be in your own little world all the time with time trialing. And um, that, I do miss inline speed skating quite a bit. I wish, uh, I wish it was an Olympic sport. I really do because uh, it's my passion and my love. Uh, Joey, I'm listening to you, but I keep thinking about the outfits. I have, forgive me, I have this terrible stereotype about people dressed to rollerblade that I I cannot shake. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> that's probably why it's not the most popular sport. It's like tight little lycra cutoffs. It's like basically the ice suit, but short legs or short shorts, not like like shorts and, and cutoffs at the, at the arm. So more like a cycling jersey and cycling outfit, if you will, without the without the bibs or the padding in the in the bottom area. Were winter sports on your radar as a kid? I went to school near Ocala. How often does it snow there? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, growing up in Ocala, they would have kind of like an artificial ice rink that they put in the downtown square. And I mean, that kind of stuff is a little strange to skate on. I think it's like maybe some sort of like cold plastic or something like that. Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would do that sometimes in the, in the winter. Um, we'd have the occasional snow flurry. Which is just like you'd see like some white specks in the air <laughs> sometimes in Florida. And like that was our snow. Um, yeah, I didn't really see a whole lot of snow until I like went and traveled for races. 
When I was younger, my mom really liked to watch figure skating. Um, she watched a lot of uh, Michelle Kwan. So then, you know, she was watching it, so I watched it too. Uh, but I never really saw it as something that I would ever do. And even when I got a little older and I was, um, you know, like doing the inline speed skating world championships and all that, and then people would be like, oh, like, maybe one day I'll see you in the Olympics. And then I'd, I'd always say like, oh, no, like my sport's not in the Olympics and I'm never going to ice. So, <laughs> you know, so it's uh, kind of funny how that came back around. <laughs> As the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics come to a close and athletes roll out of the villages, we want to make sure you know we're staying in Beijing because a whole new series of episodes is coming your way. I'm Mallory Wegman, and I'll be driving the Podium podcast throughout the incredible stories and performances of the 2022 Beijing Paralympic Games. Explore a whole new set of characters and challenges that will define what can be done on snow and ice starting on March 4th. What about you, Joey? Were winter sports part of your life growing up in Florida? Not at all. Not at all. Um, it, perhaps the reason it took me so long to maybe land this medal is because ice skating wasn't my passion. I never had dreams of being an Olympian. It's something that I kind of just got to the end of my inline career, and I was like, well, I either need to start real life and go to school, which I did not want to do, or try to do something different. That was pretty much the same as what I was doing. <laughs> so I decided to take that path and uh, move out to Salt Lake City and give that a go. And uh, I've definitely had a lot of ups and downs in my career, and it's been much tougher than my inline career was for me, um, just because, yeah, it, it, it's more like I had a goal to win the Olympics versus, like, I love this sport. I'm passionate about it. And I have learned to love it a little bit more as I got older and uh, and enjoy this, this, the nuances that come with training for a time-trialing event. But uh, it's, it's not where my passions have, have most of my life. I, I've loved pack racing and thank God the master came around is kind of what kept me sane. Uh, well, you ended up here and you're both bringing medals back to Ocala, one tied to another resident, in fact. Right, Aaron? Right. Yeah. So I've known Brittany since I was 10 years old, ever since I joined the, uh, the inline team back at home in Florida. So the two of us are from the same city, actually, and we grew up skating on the same team, the same coach, all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, back then, you know, I'm a few years younger, so it was just kind of like little kid looking up to big kid. Mm, I love what you said there, an even greater human. Brittany, you actually gave your qualifying spot to Aaron. So my memories of Aaron don't go back as far as hers do from me, um, because yeah, she was a, a lot younger than I was. You know, as you get older, that age gap seems to narrow, although the years don't change, obviously. Um, but over the past month and with our story, uh, it's been super humbling to hear her perspective of her looking up to me and being, uh, you know, and me being a mentor for her when, you know, she was younger has been really cool. Um, but some of my most clear and, you know, recent memories have been over the past four years since Aaron has taken to the ice and been on the national team and, just, you know, obviously a great athlete, but an even greater human. Um, really, really excited and proud to be her teammate and her friend. 
that trust really paid off. The story how you graciously gave up your qualifying spot at the Olympic trials uh, and Aaron Jackson, your teammate, went on to win the gold. Um, you did get your spot back due to quotas, but that's that's a different story. <laughs> but why was it so important for you to give her that spot? Uh, I mean, Aaron has earned and deserved that right to, to compete here in Beijing. And uh, there was no doubt in my mind that I would do whatever it took to, to get her here to Beijing. And it, the story could not have ended in a better way. Her winning that gold medal is exactly why I gave her that spot. Well, Brittany, the two of you just captured our hearts really all over the world. And we happen to have 500. What do you both do when you get home? What's Ocala living like? Um, Ocala living for me was, I guess, kind of quiet. Um, <laughs> I lived my whole life there. Um, there's not a whole lot. It's not like a big bustling city or anything. We've got like, we have a mall. Um, I don't know. I liked Ocala. A lot of people are like very eager to get out, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of a quiet person anyway. So, uh, I liked it there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have anything bad to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool place to, to grow up if you ask me. I haven't been back home in so long, honestly. Um, just at the beach, I, I, it's nice to go and hit the Florida beaches, obviously. Of course. So from the beaches of Florida to the ice in Beijing, does it feel like the contrast kind of, I don't know, adds to your journey to becoming winter champions? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, our other teammate, Joey Mantia, posted a picture of the three of us recently and was like, uh, something about like, you know, just three Florida kids out here at the Winter Olympics, you know. So it is kind of strange, but it's nice to be uh, with my people. <laughs> I think the coolest thing is that we've all, you know, had similar but different paths to get here. We've all, you know, we've all done our thing. Um, but knowing that you have two other people that are from your same hometown um, that are completely relatable um, that share a very similar story makes it a really special uh, experience. Sure, you all have similar beginnings. And part of your people are the members of a roller derby team back home you get to bring a medal back to. What's roller derby like now that you're an Olympian? I mean, it's just a really cool community, you know. Um, uh, I love the derby crew and... Yeah, I'm just really excited to get back into that sport. I, I miss all, all my friends. <laughs> you guys you guys could have a pretty stacked roller derby team with two medalists. Brittany, do you also do it? I do not. Um, but I think Erin is currently in the process of trying to recruit me. I told her, I said, Erin, you know I can't skate on quad skates because roller derby is on quad skates, not inline skates. And she's like, yeah, I'm not even worried about it. You're going to pick it up so fast. Um, if Derby gets into the Olympics, into the summer sports, like you're on my team. And I, I was like, okay, all right, I'm on the team then. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of fun. And I haven't really done any team sports. So just having, you know, that team aspect that I don't really get to ever do, like my, my sport's super individual. So yeah, being able to go out there and like be part of a team, is just really awesome. So shout out to my team, uh, Jacksonville Roller Derby. <laughs> Speaking of shout outs, we've got a couple for our team as we end our Olympic run. The Podium is produced by NBC Sports Audio in collaboration with Boombox Group. Executive producers are Gary Zenkel, Molly Solomon, Sam Flood, and TJ Walker. Coordinating producers are Rebecca Chapman, Dave Gobble, and Eileen Sokol. 
Written, interviewed, and produced by Romaine Lettuce Dopnier. Music supervising, sound editing, voice directing, and mixing by Jordan Weiberg. Producers are Wally Bruckner, Eric Hamilton, and Tess Quinlan. Associate producers are Sam Tidings and Alexis Koble. Our editorial researchers are Amelia Acosta, Andy Dougherty, Sarah Hughes, Rachel Thompson, Akiva Wienerker, Samantha Segreto, Megan Hart, Charles Teeters, and Sierra Schmidt. Special thanks to Joe Jeshu, Ron Vaccaro, Gio Carapetian, Lewis Clark, Jake Gellerman, Justin Karp, and Rich Zuckerman. And I'm your host, Lauren Shahadi. Follow The Podium now on Spotify to get automatic downloads and tune into the networks of NBC to watch coverage of the 2022 Beijing Winter Paralympic Games.